0: welcome to the
1: mavens do it better podcast and now your host heather newman
0: hello everybody we're here with another mavens do it better podcast i am coming to you from a very funny little phone booth i believe i'm on the 85th floor of uh, one World Trade <laughs> today, <laughs> and uh, we, our podcast, we do interviews with extraordinary experts and mavens who bring a spark to our world, and I couldn't be more excited to have one of those fabulous folks on. Today, uh, Heather Severino is on, and you are coming to us from...
1: Lovely Las Vegas.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Women, Heather's Travel, the, the Heathers tra- of our MVP community for Microsoft. We travel a lot, it seems, huh? Yeah, we need to have like a Heather's travel tribe or something. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> so, so it's awesome. So, yeah, uh, Heather and I have been uh, trying to get a, some time scheduled to uh, do a podcast together and chit chat a little bit and, and share a little bit. And you are are you the uh, the founder and owner of Teach You Tech? Is that your company? It is. That's awesome. We tell everybody a little bit about that.
1: Sure. Yeah, so I uh, started TeachU Tech about five years ago. I've been, you know, working in the technology and training space for for many years, over two decades now, and um, it's my passion. And I really felt like there was a need out there for maybe more of like a boutique type of an offering to help organizations with adoption and usage of Microsoft technologies. So I I help in an on-site capacity, a virtual capacity, and on-demand videos as well.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And so in Heather, she's a Microsoft MVP. You're an MCT regional lead as well. Is is that right? Correct?
1: Yes. So uh, an MCT is a Microsoft certified trainer. Uh, So you have to hold certain technology certifications as well as instructional skills that you have to have to qualify to be an MCT. Um, And with that, after so many years of being an mct you can apply to be a regional lead so that's it's an appointed position for community efforts kind of similar to the mvp program mm-hmm. there's about 75 of us worldwide that help others that want to become mcts um, coming back into the program or sure. just kind of mentoring existing mcts
0: that's awesome wow and i know you have been a OneNote mvp for a really long time too isn't that right
1: yes that's actually uh, how i became an MVP is I was helping educators learn how to use OneNote in the classroom and to get certified uh, with OneNote and um, went out to a lot of conferences and spoke at those and helped with workshops to prep them for the certification exams. Um, And then since then, kind of, OneDrive's kind of come into the fold and Mm -hmm. now Teams has come into the fold. So everything's kind of integrating.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I will admit OneNote is my favorite Microsoft product. It just is. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you that? I always ha- you know, I have that hat from last year's MVP summit that says I heart one note. Yeah. And yeah, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm uh, not holding up to that with teams now because it's like <laughs> it's a struggle because I heart you
0: <laughs> Yeah, I know teams have definitely come on with a force, and I think all of us do love it very much. And uh, there's so much buzz about it, I guess, as well. Do you, do you find that you're speaking yeah. more on the teams angle than anything else right now these
1: days? It, in training offerings, yes, that does seem to be what everyone has questions about. If they've not had exposure to it yet, or there's specific things that they're trying to understand on how it differs from or how it's similar to SharePoint,
0: right. Team
1: Sites, and you know Office 365 groups, um, there still is a lot of curiosity around OneNote. I think now that they have a great mobile app, that yeah. that, that, that is getting more interest as well
0: mm-hmm. and i know i was writing a little bit about the you know changes and i think i was on a call about you know the OneNote for windows 10 and then windows or windows uh OneNote 2016 eventually going away that's sort of a big change for people i think too potentially
1: yeah
0: yeah um i also was curious so you are, do you live in daytona beach is that where you live
1: currently just outside of Daytona beach i'm in a small little beach town just south of there
0: oh that's awesome that's great well and i want to know you know you and i so heather and i've you know been around each other at different conferences and gotten to know each other a bit and we did a lot uh last year at microsoft ignite with the diversity in tech uh programming and so we we got to hang out a lot during that show which was awesome but um we tell everybody kind of how you got started in it and how that how that happened for you be great.
1: You mean the whole accidental thing? Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> accidental technologist.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I was in college, majoring in biology with a minor in marine biology, and working retail. You know, if any of you have worked retail, the weekends and the nights, and especially the holidays, can be a bit challenging or daunting. Uh, so, looked at the college board for a job, and they were hiring for an admin assistant our local government in the IT department. So that's really how I started. Um, And then we would get calls and I would help some of our clerks and judges with the issues that they had instead of maybe passing them on to our desktop support. And uh, the IT director kind of recognized that and mentored me and said, you know, I I think you've got an act for this. Would you like to kind of become a help desk, start a help desk? So I was the help desk. Oh, wow. Um, Then after a couple of years, I became a desktop Technician, right around Y2K, which was a lot of fun. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Heather, and I'm sure some of our listeners know yeah, too I do. all the fun things that were going on around then. Um, yep. there I became, you know, it was accidental, helped us to accidental desktop so technician to accidental technical trainer. Wow. Um, and started getting my Microsoft certifications while I was there.
0: That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. So, so, the biology, what, what, what was the where did that come from when you were getting up in, in college and stuff?
1: Yeah. Growing up in Florida, yeah. um, just loved Marine life. Uh, you know, yeah. my family would take me to Marineland and sea World a lot as a kid. Sure. I uh, there's pictures of me, you know, swimming at the beach probably before I could even walk.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> sure.
1: you know, it was just natural exposure to something about something that I connected with, with the Marine life. And, um, Some of the organizations I was in growing up, like 4-H and and other things, I had some exposure to it in summer camp. There was a marine biology summer camp that I went to. So just a natural progression and um, recognizing that, you know, I didn't go into that as a career. I've tried to find some ways to fit that in with helping with organizations that nonprofits that help with that as well as any way I can be in the water, whether that's snorkeling, scuba diving, you name it.
0: Uh, Okay. You like blowing bubbles then, huh? (laughs) I <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm Patty certified as well, and I love getting down there when I can. So, that's yeah. that's so awesome. Yeah, and Daytona Beach, I think. Well, and growing up in that area, like, did you like as far as the spring breakers? Was that a part of your you know family's life of like, oh my goodness, these people are coming again. Was that kind of part of your (laughs) growing up?
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of interesting to watch how that progressed because it became really popular when MTV was was coming there. Oh, sure. And it had like Polly Shore and (laughs) and all those folks there. Um, So it's kind of cool to catch the tail end of that. Right.
0: yeah. That is so funny. So, and that's very cool that you have those interests outside. And, yeah, I love it to learn about what people, you know, what, what they're passionate about and, and organizations they, they work with and stuff. So, yeah, that makes sense with the growing up on, on the beach. And how, so as far as the diversity and inclusion in tech, I know you, you're doing a lot of work in that area as well. Do you want to tell everybody kind of things that are happening for you in that realm?
1: Sure. Um, you know, I feel like as a, as a woman in technology there's definitely more exposure or more awareness to that and it being a part of being able to kind of share those experiences throughout the years that we've had and, and how there's a shift happening and how we can get everyone to, to support that shift and get more women um, in technology. I think it's great to help, you know, speaking at conferences like Ignite that you mentioned, Heather, um, helping with community efforts as far as mentoring. Um, I like some of the things that you know we're doing as MVPs that we kind of have more of a formal program for that now that we can throw ideas out there and and do things with that. Um one of the companies in my local area that I'm interested to learn more about is a company that a nonprofit that supports coaching adults with disabilities to be able to live on their own and work on their own mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, adults that have blindness as well as another disability. Um, so I'm really interested to see how they're using technology and maybe what I can help with that helps their employees as well as who they're helping to kind of live that life.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, and you're an author. Talk about that. What What have you written? Where, where can we find some of your authorship as well?
1: Yes. So I've uh, written a book around Office 365 collaboration for Conversational Geeks. So if you go to conversationalgeeks.com, you can uh, register on that website to download a free copy, an ebook of that. Uh, you'll also find printed copies of that at different technology conferences, uh, like Ignite. They usually have a booth there where they have printed copies. And we have one in the works for Microsoft Teams right now as well, and that will probably uh, be published, I would say sometime mid this year.
0: Oh, that's very cool. So you're a yeah. fit- Fitzpatrick. Uh-huh. Yeah. So is that family heritage uh, Irish there?
1: <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm kind of a, a mixture of many things. And, and it's funny you say that, Heather, because I've started doing some ancestry research to find out oh, cool. where exactly a lot of my family from. So some is Ireland, Germany, Bohemia, which is now the Czech Republic, oh, sure. uh-huh. um, Cree Indian, somehow. Oh, OK, interesting.
0: And then Severino, yeah. is that Italian? He is 100% Italian. Okay, awesome. You must have good dinners at your house then. <laughs>
1: My mother-in-law
0: <bedroom laughs> is an amazing cook. If you're in Florida, let me know. We'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, with the MTC M- 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 stuff, how long did it take you to get certified? And to, you know what I mean? And, and I-, I know a little bit about it, but is, uh, how long did it did it take? And, uh, like, your experience in that. And if there's only 75 of them, it seems to me that must take a while and, Kind of a special thing, you know what I mean? We talk a little bit more about that that experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is one of those things of stepping outside of your comfort zone or knowing when you're when you're ready to take that leap. Sure. Um, and you know, working at, at the clerk of the court had found you know when I became a technical trainer, my director said, "Make it what you want. Write your job description. Um, write what you you want for." For pay, um, and I said, Hey, I found these Microsoft certifications. What do you think? And he's like, Well, if you get each one of these, we'll give you X dollars per hour of a raise, okay? Which was a great, <laughs> incentive, right? Yeah, sure. who can beat that? So, yeah, so I um started getting them, and then I didn't become an MCT right away. I saw that it was out there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: didn't do it, saw there was a job at NASCAR that was a lot of the qualifications that I had and the certifications and didn't didn't do anything with that and then regretted it and a few months later went back out to monster.com and applied for that job. So it was while I was at NASCAR, it was still on my brain. I want to become an MCT, kind of afraid to do it. Um, saw something pop up on LinkedIn about this MCT summit happening in San Francisco three weeks out. Wow. Um, and asked can I go to this and Went to the instructional skills class to get that qualification. It's like a boot camp that they do, and that change changed everything for me. the The networking opportunities there, meeting other MCTs, meeting Microsoft Learning folks, just opened so many doors that I can't thank them enough. Um, and for anyone that's considering something like that, that's a big career shift or something they're uncomfortable with, I definitely say do it. Don't don't hesitate. Just do it.
0: Yeah, most of the time it's about listening to your gut and just saying yes, right, on those, on those exactly. things. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, I'm also a business owner and, and with Creative Maven and Content Panda, and I know you've owned your business for a while. Is there anything as far as, like, owning a business, like, tips, tricks of, like, oh, my God, you must or, oh, my goodness, you mustn't, that you've sort of figured out <laughs> along the way that you would share with folks being a, a business owner?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, don't stress about everything. That first year, my biggest fears were, uh, am I gonna have enough income coming in? Because. Am I going to uh, know how to manage everything right to know what I'm owing in taxes and (laughs) um, get some help on that if you're worried about those things? The other thing for me was I need to have a website. I need to have all these marketing things set up in place. Um, You don't necessarily need to do that if you have a a strong community that you're a part of. and, And I think that's where the difference was for me. Having everyone in that my MCT community and saying, hey, I'm available if you need my services, did much more for me than, than having that website that needed to be perfect right out of the gate.
0: Yeah, I think what sometimes we, we allow either technology or operations to, like, that's the excuse. Right, instead uh, of moving forward with something that you have an idea for, and if you put an idea out in the world and don't follow it, like it's out there <laughs> you know, for somebody else to grab and do for sure. no that's, those are great pieces of advice and you know being someone who is you know you're, you own a company that's about you know um technology, learning development and you know classroom and virtual training and all of that, have you found um over the years because it's been I don't know five, six, seven years, maybe you've won the company, right?
1: Yes, okay. five
0: years. Five years, okay. Have you What's what's the change that you've seen in sort of this, just the space of training and learning development? I'm sure, you know, because things are moving at the speed of light for us, right, um, in technology all the time. And have, have you seen, what's, what's the big shift that you've seen um, over the time that you've been doing this?
1: For a trainer perspective or someone that is trying to keep up on these technologies, whether it's being certified or not, uh, the way that we get that information and the speed at which we get that information has multiplied so many times compared to even two years ago when you think about it. because we used to have this cadence of a new version of an application would come out about every two years. Mm -hmm. So we would have time to kind of develop those training materials read those training materials uh, and now you can't do that. You don't have those printed training materials like you used to. Right. Everything is online or eBooks, um, and a lot of times they're not even making a lot of those training materials because it changes too quickly with everything being in the cloud now. So that's one shift from an organization or an end user perspective. Uh, I would say similarly, they have to keep up with all of those changes right. and understanding what's best for their department, for their business unit, for their organization, uh, what things are they going to adopt, um, and how are they going to kind of put some governance around that and and set it up properly that that it's not the wild, wild west, that it's going to work the way that they want. Right. Uh, Recommendations for me, for anyone that's in those situations, is follow a lot of those things online on social media and have a lot of those updates and resources coming to you instead of you having to be the one out there. Looking
0: for those things and finding them. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, well, that's a great point. Yeah, because I think you have to be a little bit proactive and also discern who's putting out sort of the the right stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, uh, or the or the right way to do it. That's for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And and as far as um you when you're looking out into the world and looking for inspiration are there uh, as far as say business or training or technology and and things that sort of you know light you up wh- uh, who are the people or the places where where you where you go where you say oh you know this is a place that um i look at and you know you can name names or not but or be super specific but you know what i mean like uh, what, what who, who who sparks and inspires you
1: there's several, and I know we have one in common, which is Julia White, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and having a personal conversation with her on an escalator, very brief, but just one of those moments where you get to learn a little bit more about someone, Yeah. Uh, but kind of following someone online like that, I think really can inspire you to see how far they've progressed or what what they find interesting and in working in that, um, where you have similarities, if not group groups on social media sites. Um, there's, you know, women in technology types of groups that I that I like to follow or be a part of on Facebook. Uh, different conferences, Ignite, you know, formally Ed is a big one for me mm-hmm. to kind of follow what's going on in that community and just find new people or new technologies that I am not familiar with, like Azure is one of those things that I'm trying to learn a little bit more about. Sure. Um, so I just, I always go outside of your comfort zone, and maybe outside of the technologies that you formally work with, and and try something different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and listeners, Julia White was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and she's corporate vice president of Azure marketing at, at Microsoft. And she we had a really cool conversation. Um, so if you want to check that out, but that Heather mentioned. Yeah, we. She spent some time, you know, with with all of us at the uh, diversity and tech action at uh, Ignite. And so it was great. And she's just she's fun. She's fun to follow and uh, one to watch for sure. That's awesome. Um, you know, I always I always ask folks about, you know, uh, moments and sparks. We have the big moments in our life, you know, where potentially, you know, we're. You graduate, or you know, kids get born, or you get married, and you know, all the good stuff and the bad stuff, right? You know, somebody gets sick or dies. You know, there's all these big moments in life that you know we all go through. Um, and and I also really I I look I look a lot at what are the micro moments, like the sparks of you know in your life something that you can pinpoint a story if you wouldn't mind sharing of you know when you were like yes I am on the right path or yes this is what I want to do or somebody who inspired you if you wouldn't mind sharing something if you can pinpoint it. I know there's probably a ton um but anything that comes to mind
1: yeah there there definitely is um one where I was I think afraid to make that change and was a pivotal moment for me and I'd been talking about it for about a year with my better half and um was afraid to do it. You know, I'm like, I think it's time for me to go out on my own. I'd been Mm -hmm. in government for about 10 years. I'd been at NASCAR for almost 10 years. And it was that moment of being laid off that it was crushing, um, motivating, uh, knowing that you have to take being scared and do something with it. And that that was partly the motivation, but also knowing that you're passionate about this and doing it. Um, and, And, you know, in that moment, being told, you've just been given the gift that you've been asking for for the past year and you don't realize it. You now have this opportunity to, to go and make it what you want. And, and, uh, becoming a solopreneur, you know, an entrepreneur at that time, I think was, was one of the big moments. Um, I would say another big moment for me, not really realizing where I was going with my career, but it was kind of sharing that the computer stuff with my grandfather, Mm -hmm. um, Wanted, you know, he wanted a computer. He'd never even been on one, and I and I helped build one for him. Wow. And helping him learn that computer, I think, was one of those things where he recognized something in it that that maybe I didn't at the time. And I think that that a lot of that came from that.
0: That's awesome. Isn't it interesting yeah. when you you know you're teaching somebody else, especially who, an elder, that you you know, respect and all of that. I've had similar with my parents, you know, I taught my mom, I don't know, I t- taught my mom how to Facebook and all the emojis and stuff, which now she checks in like everywhere, like whenever she does anything. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she definitely loves it. It's so interesting you brought up retail because my dad worked for J.C. Penney's for 40 years. So, um, and was a store manager. So I, every time he got, uh, promoted, I, we moved, you know, so I lived that retail life as a, as a kid, um, very much. And, you know, long weekends and lots of standing. And I even worked at Jason Pena's for a while. So that's kind of funny. Uh, we have that in common, too. Um, so you you mentioned NASCAR. Um, uh-huh. How was that? How was working there? I and mean, what was that? About? What was that all about? Talk a little bit about that, if you want.
1: Yeah. So, you know, when I took that job, it was a crazy experience. And you know, I applied for it. I didn't hear anything back from them for almost a month. And then when I did, it was like, we want to do an interview tomorrow, you know? So it was that that initial HR kind of check the box interview right. over the phone. Mm-hmm. Then it was, okay, we want you to come in for an in-person interview the next day. And so within four days, I had three interviews and was hired on. And I feel like um, that was a sign of the speed at which everything moves at NASCAR. It's just about as fast paced as the cars on the track with, wow. with what you're doing there. And the first day on the job, I remember being so exhausted, but it was one of those, this is really interesting, so yeah. much to learn, so many things that are different about corporate sports media world than the government world I had just come from. Um, I wanted the challenge, and boy, did I get the challenges. So it was similar to what I was doing before, where I was um, overseeing the help desk, the service desk, mm-hmm. and then um, during my time there, I started up a technology training um, program and was was helping to train all of our corporate employees as well as our officials that work at the events at the various racetracks and then helping our our sister company that owns a lot of the tracks around the united states adopt when we're upgrading to maybe a new operating system or a new version of office
0: oh my gosh that's so cool wow yeah yeah no that's (laughs) that sounds like a neat place to neat place to work in a very cool experience i you know it's interesting you say about you know when you get laid off and i've been laid off and or fired or all those things. And I agree with you that, you know, there's the, I don't know, there's the moment of, um, you know, like, uh, victim is the wrong word, but like, it's, it's sort of like you get, you're, you're just like, oh, you know, like this happened to me and it wasn't my choice and and what, no matter what it is, right? Whether it's a BS thing that happened <laughs> or it's just the, like the contract ended and they don't have any more money or whatever, right? But, I don't know. I feel like just like with what you said, it's like usually I think in every case that it's ever happened to me, it's been like I've made a vat of like lemonade martinis out of whatever lemon it was, you know. <laughs> and it took me to the next thing. And do you, I mean, do you think eventually you would have been like, you know, I'm gonna go out on my own? Had that not happened, do you feel like you would have gotten there anyway? I don't know.
1: I. I think so. I think it just would have been delayed yeah I, I think that I um, I was really you know wanting to kind of see through some of the things that we were working on there and, mm-hmm. and I, I really enjoyed working with my boss and some of my colleagues that those relationships would have kind of been what would keep me from making that decision sooner I think yeah um, the great thing about it is you know I still uh, get to help them out with their training and oh, cool. um, still help them with you know particular efforts so um definitely i i am i'm happy for that that there were you know there's still opportunities that that i'm given and um and that that i know that you know there's a good relationship there so, yeah
0: yeah and a lot of times yeah. i don't know you don't always like things come around too you know what i mean yeah. Like like a lot of you know even if because a lot of times people don't have a choice, right? And they, they're like, I'm sorry I have to do this. And you're like, hey, you know, life is, it happens, right? So that's totally cool uh, that you have a great relationship with them. Um, and yeah. so you've got the um, the book, another book coming out. What, what else is coming up? Like, what's coming up? Where can people see you and find you? Where am I going to see you? I mean, I know a little bit where I'm going to see you, but, like, tell people what's coming up next for you.
1: Sure. So uh, conferences coming up that you can find me at. So the North America... Microsoft Certified Trainer or North America MCT Summit is coming up in Bellevue, Washington in March. Um, So that's where I became an MCT. For anyone that's interested in going to our instructional skills weekend course and then attending our three-day summit, we have a lot of folks from Microsoft Learning and different programs there speaking. So I help help plan that event and I'll also be speaking at that event. Mm -hmm. You'll find me at the SharePoint North America Conference delivering the OneDrive for Business pre-day workshop. Um, Maybe some other things to come at that conference, you'll find out there. Yeah. Um, And uh, usually you'll find me at Microsoft Ignite. If you're online and you're looking for some learning resources, you can find my courses on LinkedIn Learning and lynda.com. Recently released was OneNote for Windows 10. I have some other courses coming out um, around Dynamics 365, uh, another OneNote course, and a few others that will come out later this summer and in the fall.
0: Yeah. I think everybody needs to have more of the dulcet tones of your voice. So that go check her stuff out. Cause it's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. That's great. So I guess, um, to maybe to close out, is there any, um, I don't know, piece of advice. I know as an entrepreneur, we talked about that a little bit, but just sort of, you know, it's like, I think to me, you're such a, like an expert in the technology and working in, in this space, and, and I've, I've always just thought you, I was like, I've always seen your stuff and been like, wow, she is just so impressive and amazing, and any anything that, you know, like you'd, you'd tell your, you know, I don't know, 20-year-old self or someone coming up um, in technology to, uh, things things to think about? Yeah. Uh,
1: just to get involved in anything you can, you yeah. know user groups local user groups if you don't have user groups maybe you're in a really rural area find some of these virtual user groups online that you can participate in um those are really helpful my 20 year old self heather what i was really afraid of back then was toastmasters i knew somebody that was in that yeah it took me to get there but i think that that's made quite a difference Mm -hmm. in public speaking and how i deliver things or how i question in uh training scenarios yeah Um, so definitely go maybe even outside of technology i know heather you were a were you a drama major yep. am i mm-hmm. remembering correctly yep yep mm-hmm. yep yeah so even things like that like we're gonna have to talk later because i'm thinking about doing this actor workshop that happens on saturdays just to kind of get more comfortable in front of the camera oh, and yeah. learn some different tips and tricks so totally all over the board i would say don't limit yourself to just learning about technology
0: yeah i completely agree with you on that yeah and i think you know the, um, the Toastmasters, I think is great, and you know it's it's interesting. You know Julia White, who we were talking about, you know she mentioned that you know she was at at some point like I'm gonna have to do that, and she was like terrified, you know. And and I think that's something that comes up for a lot of people, and it's not just women. It's it's you know public speaking is up there with like spiders and sharks, and you know <laughs> as far as fears and stuff. So I think you're absolutely right, and I mean, do you find? I mean, I find that I mean I'm on. Presenting like all the time, and I—I I mean, you are t- obviously your instructor. But do you find that like, what percentage of your time are you like giving something?
1: Uh, it's probably too much to <laughs> the point that when I come home, I am told to to not talk so loudly to to not my trainer voice.
0: <laughs> Could you take it down a notch, Heather? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I've been told that too. What a shocker. But anyway.
1: <laughs> and I think it's okay to have and you might agree with me on this. I think when you're on mm-hmm. all the time, like hundred and ten percent of the time. Yeah. It's okay for you to take some time for yourself. Not don't feel like you're being selfish if you just need to veg in front of the TV or you know, read a book in your pajamas for a day after you've been gone for a week or two or yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's uh, absolutely great advice. Yeah. So that's awesome. Oh, well, th- I, this has been delightful, as usual. I love talking to you, and I just, I think you're amazing. So so where can people find you online? Let's talk about that for a second. We'll put it in the show notes, of course.
1: Yes. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Um, and I've recently changed some of my handles, so I have to kind of, I believe it's, um, I think it's Heather Severino is my Twitter handle now. Okay. And I think my LinkedIn is like Tech Trainer Heather.
0: Okay, cool. Well, we'll make sure and put them in the show notes so everybody can find you. Right. So, yeah, that's awesome. And definitely LinkedIn Learning and lynda.com. She's got great courses up there, too, and then book coming out soon. So um, all kinds of good stuff from Heather Severino. So that's so great. Well, I appreciate the time, hun. and uh, thanks for chatting with me while you're in Vegas. Are uh, you going to get out and get a little gambling in or a show or something?
1: yeah we've got a little little something planned we We just did a tour of the Grand Canyon. I think that's the big bucket oh, list highlight of the week
0: Wow uh yeah yeah I've been to that's amazing good for you that's great yeah well cool well, awesome. Well, I will see you at uh the m v p summit in March, yeah. Ooh.
1: Looking forward
0: to it. All right, hon. Well, thank you so much. And everyone, uh, this has been another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Google Play, all the same places as usual on the mavensdoitbetter.com website and at Beta, B E T T A on Instagram and Twitter. So wishing you another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere. Thanks so much. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.